Okay, plenty to get to on this Friday edition of Locked on Syracuse. We thank you for listening. As always, Tim Leonard and Tyler Rocky. You can find the show on Twitter at LO underscore Syracuse. There was some rumblings of a new football commit for Syracuse coming on Wednesday. The orange emojis have been tweeted out. We haven't heard officially yet, so we're we have to... begun. Yeah, we'll have to discuss that on Monday, Ty, because of recording in time purposes. We, we don't know officially yet, but hopefully we get that over the weekend, and then we'll be able to talk about that as we start the week up on Monday, because we have you every single weekday here on Locked on Syracuse. But a lot to discuss still despite that. I think kind of the biggest thing that I want to talk about off the top here is Dino Baber's statement. It came out kind of a couple days ago now, but we were talking with Matthew Gutierrez, and we haven't really had time to discuss this yet. And, you know, we were a little disappointed in the way that Syracuse Athletics handled things initially, and we talked about how it was a little weird that maybe Dino hadn't said something yet, but we also were pretty open about the fact that, and this is what it sounds like it is now after seeing a statement, that people grieve in different ways, and He could have just been taking time and reading his statement was pretty powerful. I thought he, he did a good job. It it definitely was said he acknowledged in there that he understood why some people were maybe a little bit upset that it took him some time here being just one of 14 African-American head coaches at the FBS level and probably one of the last ones to come out publicly. But this is something he doesn't do often, and I thought he carefully produced it and overall was a pretty powerful message. Yeah, overall, I, I give him a 9 out of 10 on it, and I think there's one thing he's missing on there, and it's announcing and denouncing police brutality. And, and just the fact that that's been missed by athletics, by pretty much everyone that's put out a statement That's the one thing it's missing. You have to call a spade a spade and and call it out for what it is. This is police brutality. They are killing innocent people, and and that's what needs to be done. So that's the one thing that I – that's the one mark it's missing. But outside of that, I think it's very powerful. Hits a lot of the things that we talked about that Syracuse Athletics missed in their overarching statement. But I I still want to see someone come out and, and call it for what it is. It's police brutality. Yeah, no, I'm with you on that. And, you know, Nick Monroe had a good statement as well. I think the coaching staff for Syracuse on the football side of things has handled it pretty well. And Dino and John Wildhack had each sort of separate press conferences over Zoom today on, as we're talking on Thursday, and we'll get to some of the things they said. But one of the big things when Dino was asked about making the statement is he said, He wasn't going to do it, or I don't know if he definitively said whether he was, or he was just sort of thinking about whether he should do it or not, and was grieving and thought it was tough, and he hasn't done anything like that, he said, in 34 years. But then once his players talked to him and voiced how strongly they wanted him to say something in the figurehead position that he is in, he said he was brought to tears by how much his players cared about him coming out and making a statement like that. And I think that's pretty cool that, you know, he's always a guy that preaches family. That's what Syracuse is trying to build, that Ohana. And that's pretty cool that his players looked up to him. And it it says a lot about sort of what everyone's talking about, but the younger generation and how maybe this could be part of the reason why this stuff will lead to change this time around. I know Dino doesn't like to make a big deal out of this, but he is one of 14 
black head coaches in the FBS, and he just wants to be known as coach. But why don't you use that as your superpower? I mean, that's something that you should be looking, that should be a, a symbol of pride, that you are one of 14. Sure, should the, the numbers be bigger? Absolutely. I mean, that doesn't represent the the population right there. But at the same time, you use it to your advantage. Use it as your platform to speak out on, on what's happening in this country because you've had experiences with police and, and you know what it's like to teach young men what it's like to to be in some of these situations. So use it to your advantage. That's the one thing that I would have said. And I'm glad he, he is so moved by his his players and that his players did encourage him to speak out because who knows, we could if they don't have that Zoom meeting, we could be sitting yeah. here without a statement right now. Yeah, he was on Packer and Durham and kept calling it the baby Zoom. I don't know why he didn't just call it Zoom, but he's always got... <laughs> He also was dropping movie references left and right in this press conference. And, you know, I was pretty proud to see what he did. And I think just the fact that he acknowledged that it took some time, like we talked about, that's kind of what you maybe figured. But now you see it and the fact that he acknowledged it makes me feel a little bit better about the situation and how he has handled it. He also said that he wants to discuss potentially kneeling during the national anthem, but he wants to make that decision as a group and not have it be individual. So, well, here's guess, my thing with that. Yeah. College athletes aren't on the field or well, okay. I shouldn't say athletes. College football is not on the field during the national anthem, unless something has changed in the last two That's years. Good point. Yeah. They're not on the field. So I don't know. Maybe they're coming up with a different way to have this peaceful protest. I don't know. But they're not on the field for the alma mater and the national anthem, so I don't know exactly what why that wasn't brought up because this isn't something that that they're going to be able to do during the national anthem. Listen, it's great that he wants to support them in that if they're if I don't know if something's changing or something, but it, it's great that he wants to support them in that venture. But they're not on the on the field during the national anthem, so that's why I was a little taken aback by that. Yeah, I hadn't really even thought of that but maybe they'll change it around. I'm sure that's something you could work around if you really want to do it during the national anthem and you come together as a group and that's something that as a collective they decide on. So yeah, I hadn't hadn't even thought of that. So John Wildhack also did a little press conference. And before we get to the TBT plan, which I'm really excited to talk about, and it seems like they've done a good job putting that together. We'll talk about that in the next segment. But Wild Tech had a couple interesting things to say, and, you know, he said he's been talking to SU athletes and current athletes as well about how they can sort of better make changes and, and work on this, and he says he's been encouraging these current athletes to use their platform, use whatever they want to sort of promote anti-racism and, and all those things, and use their voice, basically, is what he has been saying. He also said that they have discussed the election taking off um, any practices or anything like that, like some other schools have done on election day. They haven't done it, though. Here's my thought on that, the whole election day, because I think it needs to be instituted. Yeah. And Dino Babers, in his statement, talks about the importance of voting and educating yourself on all that stuff. And he's right on that front. But now you're going to go out and say, nah, I'm a little hesitant to cancel practice on election day. 
Yeah. That that's I mean, you can talk the talk, but now you got to walk the walk. If you're going to and I know that they say that okay, we'll practice after the polls close. Well, the polls generally close at 9 p.m. You're going to hold a practice at 9:30 or are you going to set something where you're going to tell your players, "All right, you're going to vote. You have to vote before noon." Well, what if someone's got classes before yeah. noon and now you have to juggle all those responsibilities as well? Because, again, this is the life of a student athlete. It's not easy. You're busy pretty much 24-7 because you're balancing the rigorous practice schedule on top of being a student, on top of just trying to be an actual person. I mean, you got to fit in time to eat and and all the other stuff that, that goes with being a human being. So. I thought that was a little hypocritical coming out of him when he says, all right, we want you guys to go out and vote and educate yourself. And then you're the one who's who's a little hesitant. He says it's going to take some arm twisting. Well, I want to see someone twist his arm because yeah. that's what needs to be done if there is going to be a change. And if you are going to back up the statement that you made. It just feels like every school is going to get to the I, – I think they should just do it because – I mean, if for everyone obvious reasons, does it – is if as long as everyone agrees, all what yeah. is it now like 130 FBS teams agree, no one's getting some sort of tactical advantage. And exactly. sure, maybe maybe you say, all right, everyone get it done by six o'clock, and then we'll practice after six, at like 6:30. That's more reasonable. I don't think they're holding a practice at 9:30. I don't even know if that's allowed by the NCAA. I could be wrong there. I don't. I'm not real privy to all these yeah these scheduling rules that the NCAA may have, but. I just feel like a 9.30 practice is not something that would be allowed, or at least it'd be frowned upon by the NCAA. Yeah. I I think Dino basically worded it by saying it'd be tough to not have a practice Tuesday of a game week. Well, if everyone's not doing it, as you said, then there's no disadvantage or advantage for everyone. And I think that's just the right decision. I mean, and at the end of the day, day, what's more These important? kids aren't getting paid. Like, right. At <laughs> the end of the day, what's more both. important? changing history literally or yeah. or week what weeks eight or nine of the the college football season what's more important and, and right. i think that, that when you lay it out that way it's a no-brainer that this day should be taken off yeah overall though i, I thought dino's press conference was pretty interesting he had some interesting stuff football related that maybe we could talk about a little bit next week basically saying how with this change and everything, we could see a lot of people play early, and they're going to have to sort of figure out the depth chart as it goes along, maybe more so than they have to in the past. And obviously with the new scheme, too, there's present some problems there. Anything else on your end about Wild Hacker Dino that you'd like yeah, to mention I, before we get to TBT? I would just say I think it's good, though, that they both were in agreement that we're not going to try to censor any of these players, and you... We're going to let them use their platforms to speak out because they are college athletes. They do have brands. And while at the time being they can't profit off of it, it doesn't mean they can't use them to make a difference. So uh, I was just happy to see that come out from not just Dino, but Wild Hack also. All right, shifting gears to basketball now because TBT has announced their full plan. The destination is set. The dates will get you caught up on all of that and where Bayheim's army stands. But, you know, it's a tough time right now for a lot of families, a lot of Everyone basically trying to save money as much as possible so they have it for the important stuff like the mortgage and the food. And sometimes you got to do things like repair and maintain your car. And it's important to make sure you're smart about what you're using to repair and maintain your car. The most efficient way to do it 
is by going to rockauto.com. They have always reliably low prices. The same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. They basically have all the parts you could ever want to. Everything from engine control modules, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil. They even have a new carpet if that's all you're looking for in your car to update it for your daily driver or your classic driver you can get everything you need just a few easy clicks delivered right to your door in a safe way right now rockauto.com it's a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years go to rockauto.com and be sure to write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. All right, we'll talk some TBT next. All right, so TBT has announced their plan. And as you put it to me, Ty, you texted me, it's literally right around the corner. <laughs> like, yeah, this is three pretty weeks. early. July 4th. It's a great way to celebrate the holiday. Watch our first basketball competition, live basketball, since the Big East tournament in the first half of that game before it was Nick. So, we knew that it was 2014. Unless you're getting dicey and looking at, like, Lithuanian basketball. I'm sure there's yeah. some basketball leagues that have been back. Right. But, I yeah, probably upset someone there. Yeah. <laughs> American Unless you're basketball. getting dicey with your, with your hoops. Yeah. Yes. So, American basketball, it's back. And, you know, Syracuse will be one of the, or Bayheim's Army, I should say, will be one of the 24 teams. I think they will be one of the teams that gets a buy, I would I would presume. guess, yeah. Again, they're yeah, not it's... guaranteed necessarily to be one of the 24 teams, but... But they're going That'd to be, be a real slap yeah. in the face. I, like, yeah. I think the, the team would fold and join, like, yeah. the big three or something after that, if that happened. <laughs> I saw a poll that was saying them, along with, like, Overseas Elite, the Ohio State team, Carmen's some of these crew, teams that have... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, who should be the top overall seed? And okay. I think Syracuse or Bayheim's Army, as I keep misquoting, they, they were saying or they were leading the vote. So, I mean, well, that's love Syracuse of God, TBT too. is, the, yeah, they're they're tweeting out these Bayheim Army roster moves already and announcing them, which we did find out since we've last kind of talked about this. Dante Green and Andrew White are joining the team, which is exciting. Yeah. So I think the roster's final now. I'm pretty sure with nine guys. And we can get to the roster in a sec, but just to finish up what the plan is, July 4th to July 14th, it's 24 teams, top eight get a bye, they'll play the first two days, July 4th through the 5th will be the round of 24, then Syracuse's first game will probably be in the round of 16, July 6th through the 9th, and then semifinals July 12th, the title game is July 14th, and it's in Columbus, Ohio, which is kind of the big news. We didn't know where the destination was they pick an we knew East it would Coast probably be northeast-ish, yeah. Yeah, and which is also kind of significant because Carmen's crew, who we talked about, they're the defending champs, and now they get home court, kind of. I mean, there's no fans, but yeah. it's in their hometown. So whether you think that will give Syracuse a better chance or Bayheim's Army a better or less chance of winning, who knows? But this is a roster, I think, that's up there just about the rest of them and probably even a little bit better it's all Syracuse guys, which sounds kind of obvious, but remember Jordan Crawford was on right. the team last year, and I think the that was LeBron kind of a failed punisher. Yeah, I think that was kind of a failed experiment. So they're sticking with the the former Bayheim guys, and it's a lot of similar faces and some new faces, which I'm just excited to watch. I mean, it's coming up quick, so it's going to be fun. Yeah, and before we get into a little more with the roster here, one thing I do want to say is. 
Shout out to John Mugar. I mean, yes. TBT has done everything right. I mean, we watch baseball and how they kind of hit themselves in the head over and over again right now. And what Mugar and TBT have done is not only are they getting you sports, they've come out with a plan, and now they're capitalizing on stuff. Remember, baseball was supposed to start July 4th. That was their big grand plan. You're right. And since they keep backhanding themselves back and forth, guess what? John Mugar said, all right, we're going to claim July 4th because it doesn't look like baseball is going to get started anytime soon. Baseball is going to start at the earliest, I'd say July 10th. And that's at the earliest, and they're still bickering back and forth. So who knows? Maybe it's July 17th. Maybe TBT is in the, in the complete clear at that point. And so, yeah, he's doing everything right, and he's not going to run into a problem with the NBA because we know that's not starting till the end of July. This is going to be done at least two weeks in advance of that. And it's just a well-executed plan, and let's hope that there's no positive tests once things get going and, and this tournament can roll out. Yeah, everyone is going to get there, every player, staff, coach, five days before July 4th and five days before this tournament starts and do the proper testing. And they have said that if someone tests positive, they're basically DQ'd, yeah, I think. Yeah, it's a death sentence is, for the team, yep. <laughs> it's, it's a firm stance, but I think it's the appropriate and kind of the only way you can go about it. You have to set some sort of precedent just in case it happens. I know TBT kind of signed an extension with ESPN as well. They were sort of unveiling that, which just goes to show that this could have been kind of a crossroads for this league in a way, because I don't really know. You kind of have to do this during the summer when there's no other basketball going on or other events or else ESPN won't pick it up. Right. And ESPN being on is so big. So Remind I'm happy me, because l- yeah, let me know if I remember this correctly. But wasn't the initial plan to make this in August? And I'm not yeah, saying, I think but so. when they initially said, "All right, we've got a plan in place. It's going to be 24 teams, all that good stuff, uh, location, the inner island, still TBD." And I believe it, they said they were aiming for August. But props to them for being flexible with their scheduling. Yeah, and. I think the closer that it is, the better it is. I don't know. It just feels like everyone's really hungry. And yeah, we've got golf. I mean, UFC's been going on for a couple weeks now. The Bundesliga, it looks like some other soccer leagues are coming back too. Things are, things are ramping up now. Yeah. So the roster for Bayheim's Army, before we go on to the next thing here, you got Eric Devendorf, who we talked to, and he's always such a key cog in this team. Brandon Trish, John Gillen, those are kind of your guards, I guess. John Gillen maybe is sort of the most prototypical point guard of that group. Malachi Richardson, Andrew White, Demetrius Nichols, some shooters there, some playmakers on the wing. And then Chris McCullough, Tyler Lydon, Dante Green are kind of your big men with Dante Green recently added. So... A lot of talent there. Obviously, Malachi is exciting. Andrew White played last year. He was crashing weddings last year. Didn't do a ton, but <laughs> that's right. I, I think, uh, yeah, I think he'll he'll be another key guy on this team. And you know, they've actually been able to sort of exploit other teams using size. So I feel like a Dante Green or a McCullough or Lydon could be some of the game changers in terms of. Now, I guess you're not going up against some of the bad teams in this tournament early on anymore because you just start now in the round of 16 which is different but still i think that's an area where they might have a strength a little bit 
there. And, and then the shooting, I think, is going to be something, too, because we know Lydon can stretch the floor. Devo's a bucket. Andrew White the third's a sniper. And then John Gillen and Malachi Richardson are, are kind of those heat check guys to throw along with it. There's so much depth on this team. And may, maybe I'm, I'm overblowing it a little bit just because you look through all these names and it's just like, wow, Syracuse star after Syracuse star. But at the end of the day, that's kind of what these teams are supposed to be. However, it's, I mean, you've got guys who fill a bunch of different roles, fill a bunch of different needs, and you you feel pretty deep at every position. This might be the best team that they've put together during their their run in, in TBT. Yeah, and Ryan Blackwell, the head coach again, I'd love to see them really make a run this year. I think it'd just be, they've kind of been on the precipice before, and maybe you could say have been sort of a letdown, but they have the talent this year, and maybe this new format will just give them a good chance of, I mean, you only have to win a couple games and then right. boom, you're in the <laughs> yeah. title. So, and, and it's one of those things where you hear now with baseball or basketball or hockey, people are saying, oh, is the championship going to have an asterisk or is it going to oh, feel tainted? Well, guess what? TBT, the check's going to cash the same. Yes. Okay? <laughs> like, <laughs> it's a million dollars. You're playing for money and, and it's going to go into the bank account no matter what. So right. you can't you can't put an asterisk on this one. All right, well, very excited for TBT. Again, that's July 4th to July 14th in Columbus, Ohio. And props to everyone involved with that organization who got it ready. It's going to be fun to watch Bayheim's Army. When we come back, we're going to wrap up this week's podcast with a Fantasy Draft Friday. We are going to draft what the potential dome replacement sponsors could be, or stadium, however you want to call it. We're going to pick the most fun options for how they could rename the Carrier Dome next. All right, this is going to be fun. Fantasy Draft Friday to wrap up the podcast this week. Again, we're here every single weekday. Before we get to this, John Wildtack, we mentioned his press conference earlier that was on Wednesday, or actually Thursday. I get my dates mixed up when we record these the day before, but right. he did say something. I work in locked on time sometimes. Yeah, exactly. He said something that was kind of weird about the Dome. There was a question posed to him about how they renamed it the stadium in the UMBC press release, and that's become a talking point this week. And he said, it's the Carrier Dome. That's the name on the wall. The name remains the Carrier Dome. That's the answer to that question. Which is like, I mean, it's another mixed signal in this process. I just don't understand. What what are the broadcasters going to call it? Why are we putting the stadium in a press release then? It makes no sense, Ty. I'm, I'm just lost. I'm confused. I, I, I'm done with this battle. Let's just let's give it a new name, Tim. Let's do it right now. Yes. All right. So this is how we'll do a snake order. We'll each draft three. And again, some of these might be unrealistic. We kind of... Have sort of We're going to do what we thing. want, okay? Yeah. I don't care it's about more what's realistic, what we want. Yeah, we know Justin Knight's vote, but we'll see if that gets picked the in this draft dome. at all. Yep. Yes. Uh, you want to kick us off and start off oh, the snake Yeah, order? sure. I'll kick us off, all right? And, and we kind of had a little spillover conversation after we were done talking with Matthew Gutierrez yes. about potential names for this. But I'm going to throw out one that, that we came up with. I, I, it's not a company, Tim. Not a company. It's a oh, man. And it's David going. Falk. I want it to be the David <sighs> Falk Dome. The Falk Dome. All right. Get a little get a little MJ behind it too, okay? That's a that's a selling point for some of these recruits to to play in a building with the man who is an agent for Michael Jordan. So I'm gonna go with the Falk Dome as my first pick. Okay. That was on my list for sure. Just have him 
literally dropped the bag and, and put a big name around it. And, you know, the more you think about it, I feel like it's not that great of an advertising tool for a company because everyone just calls it the dome anyway. And regardless of what it's going to be called, I think you and I, when we talk about it on this podcast, are still probably just going to be like the dome or maybe at first. It, I mean, I guess you put in the GPS, you put in the the name of the stadium or whatever they're going to call this thing. True. But we didn't even know the carrier was a, was a company. Remember, <laughs> until advertising works in the subconscious, okay? You, yeah. you don't realize it's happening, but it's happening. All right, so that's a good pick. So now I get two in a row. My first pick, I'm going to go with what would be just my all-time favorite, and it's never going to happen, but let's call it the Tully's Dome. Just give props to my Love favorite it. restaurant right on Erie Boulevard, if you go to that one in Syracuse. Best tenders in the world. We all love Tully's. What about just the Tender Dome? Oh, that'd be good, too. Like, it's kind of like Tully's the Thunder Dome, Dome, but the Tender Dome, yeah. Yeah. I will say, it's funny, when I was sort of prepping for this, which sounds silly to, to prep for <laughs> something as silly as this, but uh, you, I, want, I really want them to keep Dome in the second half dome of the game. Dome has to be in there, yeah. It has to be in it, because that's just how people are going to refer to it. But things don't sound as good with Dome. Like, maybe I'll get to this with some of my other picks, but Tully's Arena, Tully's Stadium might actually sound better than Tully's Dome. It's kind of weird. Like, the Carrier Dome works. I don't know if that's just because we've said it so many times, but Tully's is my number one pick. And then, along the same lines as you, I'm going to take this, because maybe it's it's one of your picks as well, since you went David Falk, but oversimplify this a little bit. How about the Jim Beheim Dome? Just kind of like the, the court, Dean Dome. Though. He's got, cause, yeah, yeah. Okay, the Dean Dome. Now that you throw that out there, is fair. But I don't know. He's got the and court. He's got the, the court. Only tough and it's part a multi with that is like it's football too. Right. Yeah. So that's why. I, like, what? What are some of the? What's What's Floyd Little thinking of that? What What's Donovan yeah. McNabb thinking of that? Like, eh. yeah. Maybe maybe it was better. I I hadn't really thought about the football stuff, but I don't know. Like, I will say this: I, I Jim think... Beheim, big football fan too. So true. Yeah. And big fan of the, just the university in general. I'd have to yeah. imagine after being there for 45 years, <laughs> I would hope so, so at this point. Yeah. Yeah. I think like they're probably going to put an advertiser on this thing yeah. because again, this is what we want, not what we think. Yeah. I just, maybe that's, that's never going to happen, but Jim Beheim dome. I mean, no one would deserve it more than Jim Beheim in terms of a former player, coach, etc. someone involved. Now, maybe you do like a donor drops a bag and then you just call it that. And I'm kind of cool with that also because I feel like a lot of these college stadiums, it's different than NBA. They all have sponsors. But to me, I mean, most college different. ones do yeah. have sponsors. Although I will say one of my favorite ones that I've seen was actually when I was down in your neck of the woods, Tim at davidson steph curry oh, yeah uh, it's not named after steph curry but there is the i think it's the football field is the stephen b smith football field <laughs> and i was oh, just wow i was laughing at that when i saw that <laughs> that's hilarious i didn't even know that yeah so huh. uh all right all right well, i got those two, are my picks. two picks i got yep. two picks and then we'll get out of here and then you got one more after that yeah. My next one for anyone who has ever had to to try to make a call or or get on the internet or I don't know if people are live betting in the in the carrier dome but give me the spectrum dome 
boost that Wi-Fi, all right? So so we can connect with everyone Seriously. or tweet out stuff during the game and stuff like that. Or, or even send a simple text because even that can be the biggest of challenges inside the dome. And then my last one, this is a little unorthodox. And I, I don't think this would ever happen. But again, if you can't tell, part, None of of my, <laughs> part of my theme here is what amenity can said provider bring to the game day experience that's why i went tellies yeah <laughs> yeah and that's that's a good one in that regard so i'm going with corning and for those who don't know what corning is oh, corning wow. is a glass museum or it's a glass company and if you i guarantee you that you at some point have used a corning product if you have used an apple product they're the glass for their iphone screens and i think most of their screens in general are all contracted through Corning, which is, I believe, a Western New York company. So give me Corning, because I want to see a re. I I don't like the the cementy outside of the carrier dome, and I guess this would kind of the what I want to do here it would involve absolutely tearing down the dome, but I want it to turn yeah. into a glass <laughs> stadium. Just oh my glass gosh. around the outside. Oh, it would be That'd awesome, be cool. Tim. It would be awesome. Wow, that's a good one. You went deep into the yeah. New York company bank there to find Well, no, one. I was thinking about this because one of my buddies went to the Corning Glass Museum. And we were just like, yeah. why the hell did you go to the Corning Glass Museum? He's like, nah, like, that stuff was so cool. And Right, it is cool. And he was yeah. right. I, I never made it out there, but I, if I'm ever back up there, I will I will look into the, the Corning Glass Museum. Well, I'm surprised this is the last pick, but I think I got to go Wegman's Dome just because we got to give props to Justin Knight. That's what mm -hmm. his pick is. And I think guy, a yep. lot of people will be disappointed if we don't even throw that one out there as a fun option. Again, it's a grocery store. I don't, I think we were talking about this off the air, but like, they have we ever advertise. even seen a, <laughs> yeah, a Wegman's Maybe a commercial? billboard? That's it. Right. And if there's any area to do it, it would be Syracuse. But at the same time, they already kind of have a monopoly. So I don't really know what they gain from it other than just like on ESPN, which I guess yeah. is the real the real um, advertising. If you want to shuffle the thing. market tops, this is this is your time. All right. Oh, wow. Now <laughs> tops, you're getting creative. Tops, get in there. All right. This is this is how you shift the market here. Yeah, I don't know if they have it in the budget after all the students left a little bit early this year, but <laughs> Top's great grocery store for anyone out there that knows what we're talking about. Right right by Drumlin's, a, a good spot in the Syracuse mm -hmm. area. So yeah. anyway, that's our uh, Fantasy Draft Friday on what they should rename the Dome, which was the stadium earlier in the week. I guess it's back to the Carrier Dome. Who knows what we're going to call it, but it does it look like they're going to change. Week. We don't know. Yeah, they're going to just one day send out a press release in like a year probably and be like, this is the new name and it's going to be a huge talking point because think about how, I mean, that'll be 20 years probably. Like that's such a big deal in a weird way. It's not that big of a deal, but it'll also be kind of noteworthy when it happens. And I think they'll probably just hit us upside the head with it, honestly, based on how the negotiations and things have been described to us and conveyed so far. So yeah. anyway, that was kind of fun. Fun way to wrap up this week's pod. We will be back on Monday talking football recruiting, definitely, because there is another orange emoji out there, and we'll get you caught up on who that recruit is and hopefully have some fun guests lined up for next week. So thanks for listening. As always, for Tyler, I'm Tim, and we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye.